Hey, you guys. Um, I'm sorry about the rain noises in the background. I'm trying really hard to go to sleep. These, uh, these guys, they're shooting this shit into my room. And it, it makes it hard to sleep. It's 1.09 a.m. Monday, May 23rd. And um, since I can't sleep, I figured... I'd uh, give you guys a quick little field note about something so I can help you guys. And by the way, it's not because I'm not tired. It's because they make you uncomfortable with this radiation shit. Anyways, so, you know, here's the thing about vetting is you're going to get to a point where they're going to knock you all the way down Maslow's Pyramid. You're going to destroy your personal relationships and you're going to now have lots of people who are not your friends. And when when you're surrounded by people who don't have your best interest or maybe they've been turned against you or what have you, you're now going to have to pretty much do exactly what the what our intelligence agencies do with our media. Because our media projects to other nations and other nations watch it. And we like to um, put out lies. We like to put out disinformation, etc. Because no other countries listen to it, watch it. And we like to, you know, hint at things, etc. To um, make our rivals do things. And one good, uh, one good uh, move of this is when Ronald Reagan proposed the Star Wars project. And we made the Soviets think we had all these crazy plans for outer space so we can convince them to blow their blow their their fucking bag on a bunch of bullshit pro, um, projects to you know make them broke and it worked. So you know what I'm saying the media when you when you watch the news etc the media is is a is it's a shell game you know what I'm saying uh, of truth. And there's lots of reading between the lines and all sorts of other shit like that. But you're going to get to the point where you feel like you can't trust people, etc. And you're going to have to learn some sort of system of... If you don't think the person who you're talking to is going to be truthful, then you now have to play your own shell game with them, unfortunately. So you can at least get the truth out of somebody you can't trust. And... um, you know, there's all sorts of different, you know, there's, I mean, these tactics, it's not like super top secret, but our media does it all the time uh, for our rivals. Um, celebrities do it where, let's say, I remember Kim and Kanye, they put out their first baby pics of their first kid. And um, what they did was they put out fake pictures of their of their baby and they sent it to all their friends and they, w- and because... And they mass text it to all their friends, but they told people don't leak this to the media or whatever. And um, they sent it to everybody, and they made sure everyone knew that everyone was getting these pictures. You know? And they waited to see who leaked the baby photos to the press, and they were fake baby photos. Um, and they're, uh, so when the fake baby photos hit the press... Um, usually for somebody that, uh, like a celebrity like that, you know, like, uh, the press will call, 
somebody to confirm something or ask them, hey, if you don't want us to run these pictures, run this story, what have you. It happens all the time, bro. Um, horrible stories get covered up because someone will try to leak it to the press and then they don't understand that um, when they leak something to the press, sometimes they sign over the rights to the story. Um, and they don't understand what that means. And what happens is now the news, since they have the rights to the story, will go to the person it's about and be like, hey, I just paid someone five grand for this tip or whatever. And they brought receipts. Um, how about I don't run this story for you know, a million dollars? You pay us a million dollars and we won't run the story. And the technique's called catch and kill. Um, and like I said, there's also other disinformation techniques that just even basic stars and stuff like that do. Like when Kim and Kanye put out fake baby pictures to all their friends to see who would leak it to the press. And different people got different pictures so they can tell who was who. Um, so there's all sorts of ways to find out who are your friends and enemies. Because when people, when wealthy people, kind of have the same problem you do. Uh, wealthy people are constantly getting sued. Um, especially people when they think they can get something out of somebody or they can compromise somebody. And you are in a compromised situation. So people just make shit up about you. To try to get you even further compromised or what have you. So you're going to have to, at a certain point, you're going to have to get to a point where you don't feel like you can trust anybody. And here's a technique that I use almost on everybody now. Pretty much even my relatives now, just because of this shit got so gnarly. Is every time I have a conversation with somebody now, I tell a lie that I know is a lie, but I don't know if they know is a lie. Just, you know, and then I gauge their reaction. I tell a half-truth. To, to get and then gauge their reaction because people react to things that they know are true and they aren't true. I tell them something I know both of us know is a lie, and I tell them the truth about something. I suggest something people I think people are saying about me and possibly they can heard about it. Like, like you hear about a new rumor or what have you, and you're like, is this really what's being said to everybody or? Is this just one person making shit up or what have you? So you suggest something to them that you think people are saying to gauge the reaction. And then you hint at fake future plans and then go and check on those plans to see if that person has told other people so then to compromise you further. So then you can gauge whether or not that person is your friend or your enemy because you will get lots of them in this program. You just will. You just will. You just will. And what that does, first and foremost, obviously, you tell them a lie. The first one that is a lie to make sure that, you know, if you tell them something you know isn't true, but you don't know if they don't know if it's not true. But if, like I said, because you're going to have lots of rumors and shit like that being passed around about you. Um, gauge their reaction. Look for micro emotions, etc. in their face, how they respond, tone of their voice, what have you. You're going to have to turn to a human lie detector. Tell them a half-truth. Tell them something that is true, but only part of it's true. And it's going to just be something simple. Um, then tell them something you both know is a lie. Um, then tell them the truth. Something you both know is the truth. And then suggest something you think people are saying. And then hit hint at fake future plans. 
And it's always important to hint at fake future plans at the end of your conversation with somebody. It can be literally anything. Well, what are you going to do today? Oh, I'm going to go down to the bank later and blah, 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 blah. Because, you know, these gang stalkers, they love to just make you... They, they, they feel like they need to hassle you. Because they feel like, you know, they're... It, it's basically just a bunch of fucking Karens, right? We've already just... We've already, the people who aren't being paid, they're just Karens. That's literally all they're. Male Karens, female Karens, Vato Karens, uh, fucking Tweaker Karens. They're, just, they're Karens. They're fucking Karens. They're not being paid. They're just fucking sad Karens. Uh, but if you hint at fake future plans, and uh, keep in mind that, you know, your phone also might be bugged, so that doesn't necessarily mean that that person, you know... Uh, like they'd love to put that Pegasus software and shit like that on people's phones. There's all sorts of different ways people can hack your phone. There's blue jacking, etc. We have a whole podcast about that. But um, so you know, maybe when you're having an intimate conversation or whatever, you're trying to check somebody, uh, turn your phone off, put it inside a quiet your quiet bag, which you should have. Put it in your backpack, which you should have, and just go through the the gamut. You know, tell them a lie, tell them a half-truth, tell them something you both know is a lie, tell them the truth, suggest something you think people are saying, and then hint at fake future plans. And if you put that in your, like, your your normal give and take with everybody, um, eventually you're going to start to vet out the people who are pretending to be your friends, people who are stabbing you in the back. People who are keeping things from you, people who are being told things about you, but they don't feel like you need to know, etc. It's just, it's such a go-to template for stuff. And believe it or not, our news media does the same thing. Um, when we put out news stories, etc., and we watch our rivals literally doing the very same thing of these of these bullet points. A lie, a half-truth, tell some, something, something you both know is a lie. Tell them the truth, suggest something you think people are saying, and hint at fake future plans. And the reason why you would do this is because you're trying to establish something called a baseline. Um, a baseline is basically what you have to, what it, uh, it's something you have to do when you take a polygraph. Uh, when I took my polygraph, they had me answer questions that I knew were truthful, and then they had me um, tell them questions uh, and then tell them things that I knew were lies. So they can gauge what a lie is and what a um, telling the truth was when I was taking my polygraph. And um, essentially you're doing the same thing, but you're going to have to basically use your intuition. You're going to have to read their voice. You're going to have to read their facial expressions, what have you. But what it does is it creates a mental... It creates a mental obstacle course for them because people think if you're just going to engage in a normal conversation with them... They're not prepared, what have you. But what it does is it creates a mental obstacle course for them, especially if they're not prepared for it. And so their voice is going to change. Their voice is going to give them away. The way they respond to things, they might smirk, which is a micro-emotion, um, where they're keeping something from you or, like, you know what I'm saying, what have you. Um, so it's a, it's a really good template for establishing if someone is your friend or foe or what have you. I use it literally almost every day when talking to literally everybody at this point. Um, just because, you know what I'm saying? It just, I've just been surprised by the, the, the kind of people that have, of, you know what I'm saying, been twisted and end up doing the most crazy shit, man. People are, people are dumb animals. 
But yeah, you do this so you can get a baseline on someone, so you can figure out, um, you know, what they're what they know, what they don't know, uh, what they're keeping from you, etc. And if you create some sort of mental jam uh, gymnastics that they have to go through as they're talking to you, and they might just think they're preparing for a simple conversation, um, you can get a real good gauge on them when they're full of shit, um, especially when they. When you, uh, especially the thing that so, uh, when you tell them something you both know is a lie, but what happens is if you say it in a convincing way, it makes them think that you're not privy to that information or what have you, and you get to see how good their acting skills are. And if you tell them something they both know is a lie and they don't blink through it, and they, you're just like, holy shit, this motherfucker will lie to my face, you know? So, I mean, it really is just a great tool to have in your bag just to remember tell them a lie tell them a half truth tell them something you both know is a lie tell them the truth suggest something you think people are saying and then hint at fake future plans and just keep that in your back pocket and for people that you don't know or new people that come into your into your realm or what have you just make that an absolute must and you just go through it just literally go through it like just like that in that order if 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 you're having a hard time because uh people aren't prepared people just they keep things from you what have you um people just you know what i'm saying especially when people get older people people get really good at lying people just lie and they, they lie for stupid reasons they lie for their ego they lie because they just don't like you you know what i'm saying like just for you know people ruin people ruin a life for the dumbest reasons as long as it's not their life being ruined so you're gonna have to get this baseline series of questions to put people through mental gymnastics and you know what i'm saying especially the people you you deal with and converse with regularly to just keep this mantra always only always always every time you have a conversation what have you just a lie a half truth something you both know is a lie the truth suggest something you think people are saying and then hint at fake future plans whatever the fake future plans it can be something simple or have you um because you know and just see if people wait for you there or if you go there or you do something or what have you right if you do those fake future plans or what have you and people are already there waiting for you um at a certain location or what, then you're just like or or at a certain solution to to a problem maybe you you pretend um that you know you, you, you pretend that um, you know saying you're going through a difficult time or whatever obviously you are but and then you suggest to a person that maybe you're suspect of them, like I don't know man I think I'm just going to go to this lawyer right over here and talk to that guy and you're not going to go talk to that guy but what will happen is you know what I'm saying what I've noticed is if they know what your future plans are and let's say you start acting on them uh, the people who are gang stalking or whatever they'll meet you there um you know what i'm saying if i if i when i started going to the when i t would tell them like friends or family i'd go to the police i'm gonna go to the police or whatever on tomorrow or tuesday or whatever like and all of a sudden i have all these people out in the parking lot like doing crazy things um i had a uh what's it called one time i went to the police department you have no idea man how fucking scary this is I one time went to the police department 
uh, the Oceanside Police Department. And because uh, I thought that these uh, Hispanic gangsters here in town were doing something bad to the, the girl who was pretending to be my girlfriend. And um, it got so bad where I was like, you know what? You're not telling me you think something's going on. I don't know. I just knew something was fishy. Something wasn't working out. A lot of these, and a lot of these, uh, like, bottles and stuff like that were, every time I drop her off and stuff like that, they intimidate me in the parking lot. Um, hint that, you know what I'm saying, they're making her suck dick and shit like that. And, like, the freezer at work. She worked at a grocery store and shit. Like, crazy things. Crazy things. And, um, so I had enough of these motherfuckers. And so I went to the police to go and, like, fucking to, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, man, I don't know what's going on, but these dudes, they're obviously suggesting something's going on. And she's pretending to be terrified, at least, and not saying anything. And the police station wasn't open yet for, for normal, for just regular people to walk in and make reports for another hour. But I was going to make sure I was in there, so I was just waiting by the front location. And these, and then sooner or later, some of these cartel dudes, they started... Literally, I dropped her off early in the morning, and then I started literally, uh, I, I was outside the, I was outside the, um, front of the police station waiting for it to open, because I was going to be like, hey man, I think you guys need to keep an eye on this, this girl's not telling me anything, I just didn't want to make, I wanted to make sure she wasn't in any danger, even though this is the same bitch, uh, getting coached by these DHS and, uh, uh, military people to, you know, put me through enhanced torture. Uh, so one of the things that they did, right, because I said it out loud and I and I said it to her and what have you, um, because I wasn't sure if she was lying to me or she was setting me up at this point or what have you. And when I went there, all of a sudden, um, like like I said, they started doing the red squatting, just like it was constant red car, red car. It was like a, it was just like nothing but red cars in front of me. They all started to park. They all parked in front of the police station. Then these are all like these little gangsters, little vatos. Um, some of these guys are, uh, a couple of these guys were like narcos. Like you can tell they're from the other side of the border. And they all, they all park their cars in front of the police. Dude, you have no idea. The cartel doesn't give a fuck about the cops around here. They don't care. They will literally intimidate you in front of the police station. And then um, one guy kept creeping by the front of the police station kept keep in mind right this is literally right in the police station's parking lot but it wasn't open to the public yet for another hour and um so they just kept intimidating me they started doing that red squatting thing and all of a sudden it was like five six seven ten red the red cars full of those dudes just like mean mugging me while i'm waiting outside the police station you know what i'm saying so um, and then, and then eventually one guy came by in like a little Nissan truck, a little red Nissan truck. It was a, it was a Paisa, you know, Paisa, it's just like a slang term for kind of like a, a dude from the other side of the border. He's, you know, not a Mexican, a Mexican American. And he was creeping by at a snail's pace, um, with a picture of the girl I was dating on his phone and playing an audio of a girl screaming like she was being tortured. Um, creeping right past me as I was just right in front of the fucking police station waiting for it to open so I can follow, you know, so I can say, hey, I think something might be happening. Like, this literally fucking happened. But because I said those plans out loud, these guys were ready for me. 
um and they're you know what i'm saying and they already had the red cars there uh like i said they do that red squatting stuff and then you start start to know that they're going to start communicating to you this way uh because you know they think they don't it's it's good for two reasons the reason why they do these colors and stuff like that they start with red squatting because it's the first color that you recognize as a like your animal brain and then eventually it grows to the, the association of colors grows to different things yellow will mean will mean advice uh blue will mean this is okay you can do this uh green will mean friend you know what i'm saying you know um fucking i mean they just have so many different like eventually like you know what i'm saying or you'll you'll start to uh they'll start to tell you know tell you or hint to you what certain things mean and since they're shooting this radiation shit shit out at you it's it's terrifying but I already went over that in that red squatting episode. You should go listen to that. Anyways, long story longer. Um, but because I said these things out loud and I sent them to her and I had my phone off, I started getting lent to the idea that either my car was bugged or she was telling these guys this is what was going on while she was being coached. And it's a real convoluted situation down here in San Diego. The, um, there is, you know, San Diego has this slogan. It's called America's Finest City. You never hear about cartel violence in San Diego. You hear about a drug tunnel found, but you. But I'll tell you this. You'll never hear about cartel violence. Yet, literally, right on the other side of the fence, people are getting their fucking heads chopped off and thrown in the fucking street, etc. Right on the other side of the fucking fence. And that's because, you know, as I've gone through this abuse, etc., you understand in San Diego, there is... they. I th- I'm pretty sure the military says the military runs this bitch. You gotta understand. They got their fingers in all the city governments, etc. They're because it's the highest concentration of military personnel, they've gotta make sure they control everything because it's such a sensitive area. And they got three major bases here. Like it's just a sensitive area. So I mean they'll you know, it's like Disneyland. Like you go to Disneyland, you know it's not a real town and you know it's a bunch of people working in the background, etc. to make all that shit work. It's essentially that. It's essentially fucking like Disneyland here. And, um, you know what I'm saying? Um, they have, uh, t- you know, they'll have CBs. You know, CB- CBs are basically like, you know, like grunt construction crew people or whatever that work for the Navy. Uh, but they'll have them peppered throughout the fucking city and stuff like that. Uh, maintaining, you know what I'm saying, uh, bullshit jobs or what have you under the direction of, you know, uh, a lieutenant or whatever, like, just so they can have eyes and ears, etc., and they'll just be masquerading as normal people. It's just, it's crazy. It's a crazy environment down here, but there's definitely a synergy. The military knows, hey, crime's going to happen, so what we're going to do is we're going to favor a particular cartel, and then we're going to teach them, hey, you're going to do crime down here, etc. Um, we know that's not going to, that's, that's, you're not going to stop doing that, uh, considering our our, our uh, geography, but we're going to teach you how to do it in a certain way that's going to keep it under the radar. Everyone makes money, everyone's happy, and you don't rock the boat down here. And we want to know your moves when you make them, etc. Because you don't understand the mil- the U.S. military will f- and the our intelligence agencies. Man, if you pose any problem to them, dog, they will fuck you up. They will fuck you up. They will fuck you up. They will fuck you up some in a way that will blow your goddamn mind, bro. Like the shit you see in movies, they say, it's got hold doesn't even hold a candle to how they will 
fuck you. They will fuck you, bro, with in the ass with no lube, bro. And they will tell themselves that they were within their jurisdiction. They were within their rights or whatever. They will tell they will just bro, they do not care. And so I'm you know, they obviously lay these rules out. And so when there's a problem that the military doesn't like or whatever because of the sensitive area that this place is. Like I said, think of it like Disneyland down here in San Diego. Um, the, 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 the cartel and stuff like that, they fall in line. If there's a problem needs to be taken care of, if uh, military contractors can't do it, then they'll have the relationship that they've had for a long time with uh, whatever dominant cartel. From what I'm understanding, I think it's Sinaloa down here. Um, to take care of business for them. Hey, we don't like this guy. We don't, you know, well, this guy's kind of a problem, whatever. And what it also does is it creates uh, plausible deniability and it maintains their relationship they have with the military so they can continue to conduct business. But they also, the military also uh, provides uh, like field intel guys, etc., to teach them how to do things and keep things under the radar. And so they're actually, so the cartels and stuff like that down here in San Diego are, are pretty highly educated in how to keep shit on the low low. Um, it just, it is, just is the way it is. You know, for a while I thought maybe, you know, the, the cartel was doing a bunch of crazy shit and making things weird and everyone else was a victim. But like now, and after, after I started going on base and getting attacked by the same shit, I really understood that there's a complete synergy between law enforcement, federal law enforcement, the military, and organized crime down here in San Diego. And that's why they call themselves America's finest city because the military runs everything. Um, but they and they keep everybody else in line. But I'm, that's just like another tangent I'm going on. But you need to understand that uh, I was going through that situation, and they know how to do like these terrifying intimidation things, etc. And you know it's. It's crazy that the the kind of shit that they know how to do, but how to do it like on this side of the fence. Do you understand? It's like the way they conduct business on the other side of the fence to where they do on this side of the fence and from San Diego to Tijuana, right? Because it's two cities literally on two sides of a fence. It's night and day. And um, you don't just switch. You just don't code switch like that. Uh, they're taught that. And... Um, you know what I'm saying? That was, you know, particularly terrifying for me. And eventually I just fucking lost it. And I ended up like flagging down cars, leaving police cars, leaving the station at the side entrance. And I had to just be like, yo, I think something's going on. And then those motherfuckers just peaced out. But, um, you know what I'm saying? You need to tell, you know, people will be ready, waiting for you when you say your plans out loud and you tell other people, etc. Um, and that's so you can know if people are fucking with you. I know I took a, a little side note there, but I was kind of like reliving a moment about the same time I was educating you. So, right? It wasn't wasted. But um, you have to tell people. You have to, if you're going to get to a point where you can't trust people and you need to vet people and this is a simple, basic plan. You just tell them a lie. Tell them a half-truth. Tell them something you both know is a lie. Tell them the truth. And then suggest something you think people are saying. And then at the end, make sure you hint at fake future plans. You know, unfortunately, it might be a fucking terrifying situation like I went through when I was doing that. But, um, 
uh, at least you'll know if people are listening or if a person is telling people something or what have you. So I hope that helps. I hope that's a nice template because you're going to get to a point where you can't trust anybody. And I suggest when it gets to that point, you're going to have to um, start to do exactly what our intelligence agencies do. Do what the CIA does with the media. Put out lies. Put out half-truths. Put out something you, them and their rivals both know is a lie. Tell the truth. Suggest something you think people are saying. And then hint at fake future plans. Hope this helps.